Host Kendall, with me as always is Jared. Uh, hello, everybody. And we've given up on Dave. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's still missing from our last episode. I, well, I didn't even. I, he's welcome to come back on, but uh, we started <laughs> our own Facebook chat uh, this <laughs> this episode. Um, so, Jared, what have you been reading this week? Uh, that's a very good question. So, I am going to start off with my uh, uh, new book of the month. I don't know if this is going to be like. A, an every month sort of thing. But I saw this aftershock book called Fujitsu and it's been well documented before. I like martial arts comics. So I decided to give this one a try. It's by, uh, uh, Jai Nitz, J A I. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong, but, um, it's actually, it's a pretty cool story. It, uh, it's, uh, it starts off as the, it's called the curse of the atomic katana. And so there's, it's this guy called Mr. Jujitsu and he looks like he's, I believe like a teenager, but he's really like over a hundred years old. He's like meditating in Antarctica in this his own environment, and he's through his meditation is bonding science with martial arts, and and this is kind of where the setup happens, and it shows some bad guys. Uh, there's this um, weapon that's caused destruction throughout time, and this bad guy eventually picks it up and. He ends up sending his assassin, James Dean, which is like if James Dean got really old. So apparently James Dean didn't die, and he turns into a henchman. And he's, he's going after this Mr. Jiu-Jitsu. And it's, it's actually – there's a, a lot of neat uh, kind of martial arts stuff in there. Uh, really, it's a different story. It's kind of sci-fi-ish, a lot of uh, different stuff going on there. It was a really fun read, uh, especially for, say, you know, like a non-Marvel DC book. I mm-hmm. I think it's one I'm probably going to keep on going for a little while. I mean, art look look really good too. Um, again, pretty legit kind of martial arts stuff going on. So I'm all about it. Um, and then uh, this is what I was really excited about is uh, Punisher the Platoon. Now, um, doesn't sound like you read that one, did you? I, I did read it actually. Oh, you yes. did? Okay, good. So uh, I'm interested to see how you think or what you thought about the book. So um, I'm going to keep reading it 100%. Okay. I'm, I'm 100% going to keep reading it. Uh, I've I've heard some people that are really, really excited about it. Um, and I'm not sure that I'm as excited as other people. Um, but I am in the mood to read a solid Punisher story. Um, this didn't seem like over-the-top gratuitous violence. Um so and it's yeah it's an inter- it seems like an interesting uh an interesting setup i'm 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 definitely i'm definitely 100% on board i actually reread the issue this week okay uh, good. because like you know you read you read book you read comics like and you're you got you're working through a stack at the end of the day and you're half asleep during half of them you know that's just that's how i read comics uh same here yeah i i wanted to make sure that with this i didn't run into that that issue where the next issue comes out and I'm like I don't even remember what's going on um but yeah it's it really you know it's 
it's in, it's an interesting uh it's it's that like it's that like uh you know the the plot device of the I'm a I'm a reporter or writer or whatever and I want to yeah. interview <laughs> old people about this event and and uh they're like and like he tells them you know he he, te- he tells them what he knows and apparently he knows stuff that is more than he should and it's yeah it's about sort of Frank Castle when he was just a guy in Nam in his first tour. Yeah, so this is – and in the beginning they mentioned Valley Forge and that's essentially the event that took place in Punisher Born, which I, I think I we talked about in the last mm-hmm. episode as being – this is essentially the prequel to that. So if you would even wait until this is finished and read Punisher Born, that might even make more sense. And I'm pretty sure – I think I said – it might have been Greg Rucka that was writing this, but yeah, it's Garth Ennis uh, and Hero Born and – um, yeah, I think it was a definitely an interesting take. I mean, you can kind of see early on where, um, you know, Frank Castle thought there was some kind of, obviously the guy was telling the truth about the, uh, the patrols not being honest if they'd actually done those and people getting, um, sniped. So, um, instead of taking the chances, he just blows up a whole village, uh, just to not even worry about, um, you know, any of his men. Well, does he kill the, killed. he's not killing, he, he, he blew, he, he orders an airstrike in an in an area that's supposed to be abandoned. It's not like he's killing a village, right? Okay, so th- basically what it was is that their men were supposed to be going on patrol, but they were getting picked off by enemy snipers. So they quit going on patrol but telling their leaders that they're doing it and it's abandoned. So that's why they don't have to worry about going through. So if it's abandoned, no one's going to check up on them. Mm. So now they actually have to go through this area and Punisher doesn't – or Frank doesn't trust the intelligence. So what he does is – he ends up dropping bombs, and then you can see I'm looking at it right now. Like after that, they're going through the ashes, and there's skulls and rib cages and things like that. So, um, and then he mentioned something about not playing by the rules where he comes from. Mm. So with him, I think that you know he, he's smelling the bullshit, uh, and he's just like not taking any chances, and just like we've got air support, let's just go ahead and do it. I, you know, in Born he was ruthless. You could, and I mean. This this really feels like a soft Frank Castle. It's like you can almost see him smile every once in a while. It feels like mm-hmm. you can tell it's like it's going to get worse. But with, I think with that sort of instance, it's uh, you know we're kind of seeing how ruthless he truly is. And it's obviously interesting to see how these old men, you know, um, each had their different perception of him. Mm-hmm. Right, but I so so you see the you see the skulls and rib cages and stuff. I took that as. He's as he was as they were right that there were people that that were you know there to pick people off like because because they find four rifles. Like yes, were, yeah, I'm, that's the thing. Cause I read through. I'm pretty sure basically that's what, what was happening was that people were getting picked off, so they decided uh, not to patrol right, it and said right. it was abandoned. Right. Um, they had a they had a deal with like the boss had a the yeah so know, there was, they there wouldn't have to worry about that so they didn't have to worry about it. But I don't think he. I, I guess. I guess what I'm saying is, I don't think. That, I don't think he had ordered. I don't think he murdered a village here. Well, see, that's why I think exactly happened. I think that's how ruthless he is. Like, okay. he realizes that you know they're gonna have a chance of getting sniped, so he's like, "Well, screw it. Let's use air support and just bomb them." Um, but but again, too, like, I think that's a part of um, a lot of the mentality with the Vietnam War, where it's kind of using a lot of those, like the Agent Orange and big airstrikes and stuff like that. But, um, I don't know. I'll, I'll go back through and kind of read it again, but that's, 
that was one thing too. After I read through it, I was like, well, "Why did they? Why did they do that?" And then I'm like, "Well, okay, maybe he just didn't. You know, obviously, maybe that's the area that they were supposed to be going through to get to that area. And so he decided just not to mess with it. Well, we'll but, get it. We'll get. I'm sure it'll clear. It'll yeah clear up uh, after the in the in the future issues. But it's definitely. I'm definitely like like interested. Um, it it's going to be the like, good. Yeah, it's going to be the good, like the first, probably a really good Punisher story in a long time. So mm-hmm. that's probably what I'm more excited yeah. for. I'm glad that this Becky Clunan stuff's wrapping up. <laughs> Barf. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I haven't read. I haven't read Punisher since. Uh, well, I read the. I read the the when we used to the old back when we used to record record the first run of pull list. I I, uh, I read. I was reading the. I don't remember who was writing it, but the the Happy Punisher. Um, oh, it's probably like the Nate Edmondson when one. He was, when he was in, yeah, when he was like in California. Yeah, yeah. I actually reread that not too long ago because I'm just reading out his stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean that wasn't too bad. I thought it was entertaining enough. It was kind of nice too because he did have a little bit of interaction. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't. I, yeah, I wouldn't mind. Re- I, I've been thinking about revisiting that because that was definitely one that I, I wasn't. It wasn't that I was that I like hated it. I just wasn't like super excited about it, and also. I can only read Punisher so much. Like, yeah, that's true. It's yeah, definitely not for everybody. It's, um, it's, yeah, it's just like, I mean, I can. It, 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 he's just a character that that. I don't, yeah, I don't need to read a Punisher book every month for all eternity. I can <laughs> I can read I can read like a story for a little while and then take a little time off. And I mean, I think that's true with with most characters. When you read as many comics as you or I do, eventually you get tired of it. And there's plenty of other uh, comics out there to read. Yeah, I see Punisher Born cool. is six dollars on Comixology, so I might pick that up here soon. I think that one was um, the comic store like ordered it, and they said someone like they didn't end up wanting it. So I'm like, sure, I'll take it. I picked it up and I think I just read straight through it. And then the next day, they're like, oh yeah, the person actually does want it. I'm like, actually, that's perfect timing because I just completely <laughs> finished it for free, and I'll give it right back to you. So look at that worked out just right. Yeah, that. Um... I had something like something similar to that happened with me uh, with Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Actually, uh, I'm uh, on the Unbeatable pull list. Uh, <laughs> I did not like. I read the first issue of that and I did not like it. Um, and because uh, because it was very and this was you know this was however long ago it was just she was just the way they were writing her in that book was very different from like Dan Slott's Squirrel Girl in Great Lakes Avengers, which is what the reason that I liked her and, uh, and, and stuff, you know, they, they changed the, those characters very different. I might revisit it with different expectations, but yeah, I guess that, that issue sold out. So Packrat had asked me to, uh, asked if I was, if I was interested in returning it since, uh, <laughs> since I, you know, since I didn't like it, I, I told everybody that I didn't like it. Uh, but, uh, people, people, other people liked it. So, hey. so I, I did, that's the one time I've, I've ever returned a comic and I traded it in for the first issue of Silk, which, um, <laughs> was good. I mean, I didn't really stick with Silk, but, uh, still, I think I liked it. Nobody stuck with Silk, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, she had, she got a I enjoyed her when was, like first, when she's first brought in, I think the amazing, you mm-hmm. know, I think that was interesting enough. Um, I, I actually did. I actually did uh, go back and read some of it, like read a stretch of it, and um, 
the thing is, they they always do this. They they kind of have like minor care. They have minor characters in, in, introduced in Amazing Spider-Man, and then they give them their own series. I think it works a little better if if instead of uh, giving them an ongoing, if they just give them like a mini series. But uh, the Squirrel Girl is good for a couple demographics, though. I mean, if you can catch the adult stuff, and I actually heard the first arc and maybe more of Squirrel Girl is actually really good. Or a lot of people liked it. Well, um, I know a lot of like younger kids too. Yeah, parents it's, would pick that up. I mean, I'm not the target audience for Squirrel Girl either. <laughs> like, I, I mean, don't know, Kendall. <laughs> but but uh, but with Silk, with Silk, um, I think uh, sometimes it is fun to have a a side character from the Spider-Man, uh, from the main Spider-Man book. Get, get their own book and kind of interact with other minor characters that are like from the Spider-Man corner of the Marvel universe, especially um, if they're like sexy Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, I think I think the problem with Silk is that it launched at the same time as Spider-Woman and Gwenpool, or yeah. not Gwenpool, mm-hmm. uh, Gwen Spider Gwen. So <laughs> there were three. I mean, obviously, you can have more than one lady in comics or whatever but it was like three spider same, three spider-man yeah. nom- knockoffs launched at the same time three female spider-man knocks knockoffs launched at the same time i mean even if there was if there was a a venom book a a a, a ben ben riley book and a Kane book that all launched at the same time probably probably um they would they would compete with each other a little bit oh yeah at least one's getting cut probably after Eight yeah. issues, maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, even that's a, or or really, it would be like if there was a, if there was a Scarlet, because there have been three Scarlet Spiders. If there was a Ben Riley Scarlet Spider book, a Kane Scarlet Spider book, and a a Scarlet Spider from the Initiative book. <laughs> okay, we had our chance during Spider Verse, and they had every opportunity in the world to make that happen. Well, I. I feel like maybe they did. Well, that's what I was kind of, actually I was thinking of Spider Verse. I'm like, well, that would actually make sense to put you know some of the Scarlet Spiders together. So I think there was a well, there was a book called Scarlet Spiders. Yeah, no, there definitely was. Um, I don't know if it was specifically that. I don't know if they. I don't know. I don't know whether or not they used Scarlet Spider from from the from the initiative. <laughs> that would that's a pretty, oh, that no, would be a pretty deep not. cut. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But uh, although it was Dan Slott, and that is Dan Slott's character, so it might, I'm sure it probably peaked somewhere. See, I, I remember liking Spider Verse. Oh yeah, for for a lot of it, for most of it, and that'd be something too. I think I still have that run. It'd be kind of fun to go back and reread that again. Yeah, I don't see. I don't know if I'd really want to reread it, um, but I did. I did really enjoy it as it was coming out. It was one of those. It's one of those things with comic events. Um, I think a lot of them don't hold up to multiple readings, especially like massive crossovers. Um, but what they but they do a lot of times they're well a lot of times first of all they do have like nuggets of something special, you know, like like Secret Wars eighteen seventy two was a was a was really something yeah. unique and special. Uh, bringing back Old Man Logan uh, definitely was a cool thing uh in secret wars and uh you know the initiative uh 
in in uh, Secret Invasion, the initiative story in that is really good. Uh, some of the you know some of the the tie-in books in Civil War uh, were pretty neat, you know, pretty neat and pretty memorable. Um, but I really do think that that like comic events. The cool thing about comic events is is you go in is going into the store and picking up however many tie-ins, and like there's a little you got a little puzzle piece every week for you know for Secret Empire or Secret oh, Empire yeah. or Secret Invasion or Secret. Uh, <laughs> Wars. Well, I kind of like these almost like character-contained events. Obviously, with Spider-Man, it looks yeah. a little bit different, but you know, kind of just more along with those storylines. I think DC's probably obviously done more of that with Batman, even with their, like, their mm-hmm. Eternal and Forever. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, uh, Batman Forever different. wasn't a very good wasn't a very good movie, um, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, (laughs) but uh but yeah i i do i do think um smaller or also like just i think and i think that the comic companies are starting to move more in this direction just events that last four or five months instead of eight or ten months um or or events that or events that maybe start in a start in a single book like you know like secret empire started in the captain america books and then you know for for yeah. the summer, literally the summer, like it was over by the end of September, uh, had you know had their had their story, and uh, now we're you know it's the palate cleanser stuff. Uh, but uh, anyway, um, I don't remember. I don't know how we got on that topic. Hey, you want to hear about my next book? <laughs> yeah, what's your next book? All right, so uh, I'm going through some notable books this uh, month. I picked up Batman White Knight by Sean Murphy. Oh my gosh, it was so good. Wasn't it? Yeah. Ugh. And I mean, I just totally underestimated Sean Murphy. I mean, like I recently kind of started looking up just some of his writing. I mean, obviously his art's gorgeous, but um, it's it's it should turn out. I mean, one of eight. So this will this should be kind of a fun little um, little arc. And I just love how like off the rails Batman's getting, and just like getting super abusive. It's just like. Mm-hmm. It's getting really close to like intervention time, yeah. And it's the Joker I, that's going to be doing it. I think it had it had a really good like attention to detail, where it felt like it really felt like an an extrapolation of Batman. It almost, I mean, honestly, it kind of reminded me of Batman versus Superman's Batman. Yeah. Um, and, and that's because that's like one of my defenses of Batman versus Superman's Batman is he's he's the he's the the extrapolation of the Dark Knight movies if if. If he kept if he kept going for another yeah. ten or fifteen years and had a bunch of terrible crap happening to him, and so his methods kept becoming more and more extreme, I yeah. And then <laughs> you drove down a house or on a roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> and the and the Joker. Um, the fact that they call the Joker Napier throughout the the thing, as opposed to calling him. Uh, as opposed to just calling him the Joker, you know, they actually call him by his, yeah. by Jack Napier, his name from the 1989 movie. Um, I think does a great job of humanizing a character that typically is not humanized. And is very good point. And and especially, I really hope I I really hope that throughout this, wherever they go with the story, that it doesn't do like I think in one of the Dark Knight Returns books. Supposedly they had cured Joker, um, and then he actually turned out to still be crazy. Like I would like to, I would like to have have Joker just stay 
a good guy and you know they can do you know they can they can do whatever they want with Batman or have well, other he'll probably turn but, into the bad guy. I mean, he'll probably yeah. you know start getting in in cahoots with everybody else maybe. Yeah, I mean that's that seems to be like he cracks, he finally goes nuts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean he they had him all tied up in this in this issue or chained Ugh. up. And I would watch him draw Batman all day long. I mean, like it's just. Oh yeah, I yeah. Mean, the Batmobile was ridiculous. That's my favorite. That might be. Well, I, I think about it, but that might be like my favorite Batmobile ever. It just really feels like with with this story, and also with it being, you know, with it being essentially an Elseworlds tale. Like it, it has it. I mean, we'll see where it goes because it's only been one issue, but. It has the potential to to be up there with like Superman Red Sun or or Dark Knight Returns or or something like that so, or or uh, you know Long Halloween or something like like a a Batman story that that stands on its own that's kind of in its own world. Um, I was super skeptical at first. I was like, I don't know if I want to pick it up, but I just saw it and mm-hmm. been doing a little reading on it. I'm like, I just can't pass it up. I yeah. gotta check this out. Yeah, I I wasn't sure whether I wanted to um, read it in individual issues or like just, yeah, just wait, wait for, for trade wait for trade and wait or wait for like a comicsology sale or something. Um, but I was like, no, I think I think I'll I, I yeah, I'm definitely liking it better than metal. Well, see, I thought this last issue of metal was pretty cool. Like, I'm not really quite sure what's going on, <laughs> uh, but it feels really hardcore. And it's just like, it's what is going on? <laughs> like, Superman just get fooled into becoming like the final piece of the battery. I now yeah. Barbados is going to go crazy on the world. I I don't even I don't even know. Like I I probably I probably read this one when I was half asleep too. But like I just I feel like I feel like we're they've had they've had, they had two one shots that were basically direct setup for this story. And then we're three issues in, and I still am not totally sure what's going on. Um, have you read any of the uh, side books, like the um, Batman Red Death or no. the Murder Machine? No, that's probably why. Okay, so this is in my stack too. So I'm gonna, these are actually kind of cool because they basically – okay, so the kind of the setup and you have with the Dark Justice League or whatever as you uh-huh. can see. So – um, there's a whole bunch of planets that are just destined to, to die off. And so what happens is Batman decides to, for whatever, in Batman Red Death, he takes over the Flash. Um, and he basically straps the Flash and it's like cosmic treadmill to the Batmobile and, um, and does something and ends up like facing him out of this universe into another planet. But there's like the one who laughs, or you know that the one, Batman that, who the, laughs, yeah. The Batman who laughs is basically collecting all these people up, and through each case, for each one of these people, it's um, Batman decides to take over like Cyborg or the Green Lantern, uh-huh. and basically he melts in with them, and then the the Batman who laughs recruits them all. So each one of these people are Bruce Wayne going to the extreme where he becomes evil. And it's in some like evil timeline, so he's just basically rounding up the worst case scenarios for every Batman. Um, and then there's supposed to be some prophecy where they just, you know, unleash the dark on everybody. Okay, I guess that makes that makes some sense. 
They're, was, all, they're all trying to escape the world as it's blowing up. They're jealous that these superheroes have their own world. Okay. So they essentially want to take it over. Okay. That, and there's prophecies and other whatnots and stuff. But that seems like metal that's going more into that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, that seems like uh, something that should have been covered in the one of the first five issues of the main series. Yeah, they really do not describe – like that was one thing where – yeah, I was kind of curious. Like they really didn't mention that as all – like their origin at all or as – like they could have said something quick where it's like Bruce – or, you know, hey, I scanned all the bodies and they all appear to be Bruce Wayne. You know, you could at least give like some sort of dumb hint. Yeah, I mean I guess – and I guess they said that because they said like, you know, which one is Bruce Wayne? And they're like, we're Bruce Wayne. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, then, hey, there we go. <laughs> but uh, I mean they didn't go into, into detail. It seems like – but it seems like the the – I don't know. I guess I guess it's telling the 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 going forward story and I don't know. It just they just make the whole thing more metal. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Really, I mean, that's it just it just supports how metal it is. I mean, he straps like the flash on his in his treadmill in front of the Batmobile, and they basically break off into reality and they mold together. I mean, well, it was like you know, the most metal thing I've ever seen in my life. He didn't need to strap the Batmobile to it. He could have just. Tied a rope to Flash. That's what we learned in the button. Oh, well, Barry wasn't having it though, so he had to strap <laughs> it down there against his will. Yeah. Um. I the the one metal the one metal tie in thing that I did read is I read all four parts of Gotham Resistance, and I was pretty uh pretty positive on it um last good. month. So. It's it was it was I liked the the Teen Titans book and I liked the the Nightwing book like it was just sort of these street level heroes fighting this you know obnoxious over the top versions of of whatever villains you know going through the seven levels of hell or whatever um the only problem is well first of all the Suicide Squad book the art was awful that's weird like like it may have worked for it's a, if like I think I mean everything was gray like every, everything was like super gray which is maybe may like it may work for the style of the regular book but because I was like kind of looking for the more like I think Nightwing and and Teen Titans have kind of a a more traditional DC house style of their art like not and then, but then, yeah, uh, Suicide Squad was like a very different art style that I did not like. And then, and then Green Arrow, also like, like Suicide Squad featured the Suicide Squad characters, which I'm not a fan of. Uh, yeah. Just not, just not really a, a big fan of Suicide Squad characters. Um, yeah. especially Harley Quinn. I, and <laughs> I think Harley Quinn broke the fourth wall in the Suicide Squad book. Is that a thing that she does? I couldn't tell you. Because if she does, because then that 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 like really really emphasizes that she's just slutty Deadpool. Oh yeah. Like I mean I know that she is, but I mean but, like you don't have to bang us over the head. With but her. like if you're if you're I mean in the sense of just being a a hot chick, uh, morally ambiguous, crazy person, fun, crazy wacky book, like that's you know that's fine. But if she's literally breaking the fourth wall. That seems questionable, but she may have just also been, um, it was like when she was, there were, she was jumping the, she was driving some car that they had for some reason and was trying to jump over a bridge and she may have been, she may have been like making a Dukes of Hazard res reference or something like, uh, but she said something, she's like, and you may be thinking reader, blah, 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 blah. 
was like, is that a thing? But I don't know. Maybe, I mean, maybe it was just, maybe it was just a, a joke that I didn't get. Uh, maybe she wasn't actually breaking the fourth wall. Um, yeah, it's probably a joke you didn't get. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. And then, and then the Green Arrow issue was, was more back on track. Uh, but again, I don't, I didn't realize how much I didn't like the art style because it's the same art as one of the people that was doing issues earlier on when I was actually reading the book. But I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I guess the good news coming out of that is I have absolutely no desire to start buying Suicide Squad or Green Arrow. Um, yeah, why would you really? <laughs> well, Unless you watch the TV I show, mean, maybe. I mean, I do watch the TV show, and I mean, he's... he's then that's, there you go. If you watch the TV show, then you get a pass. <laughs> Other than that, there's no reason you should be reading Green Arrow. I, I just, I, I don't know. I mean, there have been good runs of Green Arrow in the past, not like a lot of them. He's always sort of been like a little bit of a B-list character. It seems like with Rebirth, they were kind of treating him as more, more of an A-lister because of the, because of the TV show and stuff. But I just, it just didn't. Yeah, until he's on the Justice League. I mean, come on, Hawkeye's on the Avengers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and well, and I mean, Hawkeye has had had that Matt Fraction run, which three quarters of it was really good. (laughs) Until Kate goes to LA. Until yeah, I well, (laughs) yeah. I don't know specifically when it was. I actually didn't even mind when Kate went to L.A. I think it was after that that I started to dislike it because, like, it was when um, it was basically well, it was it was basically when I started reading it. I think for me, the moment that I started actively disliking it is when he is when Clint went deaf. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it just seemed like it did last for a while, which is fine. I mean, and it well, and it read. I mean, also, I read the first eighteen issues in one sitting. And those were the ones that I liked. And yeah, then once, it was really good, though. Yeah, it was yeah, really once, good. Once it got to once it got to where I was waiting six months between issues, um, that was a little not as good. You know, they were like done with the next volume of volume of Hawkeye when they finished that story. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Lemire was already yeah. two issues deep. At least, at least I think he was like yeah. I thought he was like six issues deep. You're probably right. I just definitely remember like. Oh, this is going to start. And um, it was almost just kind of like it, too, in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it, it picked up – I think it was supposed to pick up where, you know, where it left off. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to talk about a book that I read because okay. we're all over the place this episode because we're unbeatable, I guess. Uh, That's right. So I read the first issue of Ragman. Okay, you know, I'm actually not familiar with it. I was checking out the previews and saw issue two by, um, is it Ray Fox doing it too? Yes, yes. I like him, so, yeah, please. Um, so, uh, so Ragman, uh, only reason I know who he is is because he was on Arrow last season. I don't think he's on this <laughs> season. Um, he, he was, uh, last season of Arrow, he kind Arrow kind of, Green, uh, uh Oliver kind of recruited sort of a team. And uh, it had Mr. Terrific, uh, Crazy Dog, Ragman, and a character that they called Artemis, who is a like not Artemis, like you would know of her from the comics. Yeah. Like it was a different character, but they called her that. Um, and uh, but Ragman, uh, he has rags that <laughs> make him scary. Uh, I guess is his shtick. But this was a, a retelling of his origin. Um, 
uh, or a new new a new origin for him. I don't think he's been in the new fifty two. Uh, basically, he was a soldier in some some combat place, um, and he and him and a group were they went into this like ancient temple of some sort. It may actually have been actually now that I'm thinking about it, it may have been that they were in Israel and it was like a Jewish like the Jewish temple. Because now that I'm now that I'm thinking back, I think there are like Jewish things about Ragman. Um, but uh, they was the Jewish Moon Knight. Actually, you're not you're not that far off. Because I'm like checking out his pictures. I'm like, geez, this is like so Moon Knight. Is it's like the Hobo Moon Knight? Uh, that's yeah. That's not that's not that far off. Because also, uh, yeah, because like something happened there where all of the where he was the only survivor of some. They got attacked either by it was either by like the other soldier, the other side of the conflict soldiers. Or some sort of supernatural force. Um, and he was the only survivor, but he starts hearing the voices of his fallen comrades and they like, and then he gets this ability to be covered in rags. But it is like the story, most of the comic was sort of him dealing with PTSD and, uh, like going to, you know, going to groups where they, people talk about hearing voices and he's like, you're not crazy. I hear those voices too. And, um, and they're like, well, actually, no, you guys are crazy. That's not normal. <laughs> uh, but uh, you're made out of plastic bags. That's yeah. not normal. Yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, it, it it kind of reminds me of that Captain Adam miniseries in that it's like it takes place in the DC universe. It and it kind of feels like it takes place in the DC universe, but it's very much its own corner. Actually, now the more the other thing it reminds me of is is the. Uh, some of the young animals titles, okay. uh, particularly that, uh, cave Carson. That's like, although it's, it's much more, much more grounded than that. Um, you know, much more grounded in reality, but it's sort of, it just sort of feels like it's definitely a take on a superhero comic, but it's also not, um, bogged down with, a, with a million years of continuity. So it's sort of, it's able to kind of hang out and it's, it just feels like it's kind of its own corner. It's, it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, definitely interested in seeing where they're going with it. It's like a six issue mini series or something like that. And I'm sure yeah, nobody will cool. buy it. So I'm sure that it'll just sort of stand on its own, but uh, I don't know. It's, it's just uh sometimes it's nice to read something different. I a hundred percent agree. Let's see. Any anything else big? Uh, oh, um, Batman is getting married. See, I thought that that was established like six months ago that he proposed to her. Yeah, but she just said yes. This last one. That's a complicated situation. She had to take some time to think. No, no, it's just it's just funny that that totally makes sense. But it's like I feel like because I because I'm not reading it, so I'm just like reading bits and pieces <laughs> of of news articles and stuff. And I'm like, they, I felt like like I guess yeah, like it probably was like Batman Batman proposed to Catwoman, and then it's like and then now it's like Batman or Batman is getting married or or whatever. Like they're they're only slightly different <laughs> of, okay. of headlines. So. I watched an interview that Tom King did. I can't remember who it was with, 
But he talked about Mr. Miracle, which obviously we can talk about. Right. Um, but he talked about working on the Batman book, and he was talking about how it was just like really intimidating. You have like so many people that have done so many different stories. It's like I felt like it took me a little while to kind of get used to it. Um, he said, yeah, some of the earlier stories were definitely rough. Didn't really get to do what he wanted to do. But he said he figures with this is what he – the main idea is that um, Bruce is happy and everyone else is having to deal with Bruce being happy. So that's going to throw things off for like the for Damien, the Justice League, Alfred. So, um, you know, is this going to be a good thing or a bad thing to see a Batman who thrives on fear, darkness, and things like that? And now all of a sudden he's in a good mood. Yeah, the last time Bruce was happy, we ended up with a Batman with rabbit ears. <laughs> That's that's so. actually an interesting that's actually an interesting uh idea. I was thinking too like you could have a similar dynamic of of a of a yeah, more of a family dynamic of of Bruce and Damien and and Catwoman like as a more like a family unit. Well, um, I said because uh, you know Catwoman's a you know villain or a robber and Damien obviously has a pretty hard line with that sort of stuff, you know, how's he going to mm-hmm. take it? Um, but he said this is like the only like the one subject that no one else has really touched is Bruce actually getting married. So he's like, what else? Like huh. there's like nothing else I could do. Well, he's like, he's like, I couldn't think of anything else. Right. Um, and he was actually, he's just, it was amazing how candid he was. It was actually pretty funny and especially talking about um, Mr. Miracle too. Mm-hmm. So he had a lot of uh, kind of fun insight on writing that everything else yeah i don't know maybe i'll give it if there's a if there's a good jumping on point and it and it seems like it's really gonna happen like i'm not really interested in reading the lead up to the to the wedding but if they get married this week i think is probably the one that you could jump in on that'd be good because that was the end of the uh, joker versus riddler Mm -hmm. arc um and that was kind of it was okay it wasn't bad yeah 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 no, I'm, uh, I, I guess, that was a lead up and now it's yeah. like, you know, the aftermath or what's actually going to happen. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, I guess if, if they, I mean, did they get, but this week's, they didn't get married in this week's comic, right? I'm, I don't believe so. I okay. have, uh, I haven't picked up my issues. Yet I feel like, me. I feel like the wedding issue will be a 599 quadruple <laughs> sized. Ugh, that almost makes yeah. me sick to think of a wedding issue. Those things are just—I just think of like old X Men, just like a bunch of corny. Actually, you know, I read the I read the X Men issues re- relatively recently, where where Scott and Jean get married. And there's some really good stuff. There's like a, a an issue where where Professor X like has an existential crisis because like he's realizing that he's getting old because these people <laughs> that he considers his children are getting married, like. It's it's yeah. Uh, it was actually pretty Chicken good. Ryan. Like yeah, I don't. I also with X Men, it's a little their dynamic is weird because it's they're not they're more soap opera y. X Men comics are more soap opera y than than superhero y a lot of times, and it kind of was Claremont right in that. Uh, no, this was. Uh, I don't think Claremont was writing. It was oh, um, Jim Lee drawing it. It was yeah. It was that era. I don't know. Exactly, yeah. but I mean, it was like Jim Lee. It, it well, it was like issue thirty-four or something like that of the run that started with that that Jim Lee X Men okay. number one. So it, yeah, it was. 
Oh yeah, I'll go back and check it. That out. era. I mean, yeah, there was some there was some good stuff. Also, there's some very 90s stuff. <laughs> and if you but like, like good 90s. 90s like like there's good 90s and there's bad 90s. I think there was it was more more good than bad in that era. I was I read a a string like I I don't know how many like they were going back and forth between X-Men and Uncanny with their story with a lot of their storylines there was a lot of crossovers. So I was like kind of I'd read I read one and then they'd come to a crossover and I'd get caught up in the other one back and forth. And I probably read, I mean, it was probably only 10 or 20 issues or something, but it was like, you know, that kind of that era. And it was, it was pretty good and it's on Marvel unlimited. And you know, there's only 5 million books on Marvel unlimited. You may as well read them all. That's right. What else are you going to do with your life? <laughs> uh, I will say, I will say actually Marvel unlimited has gotten some, some cool stuff uh, recently. Cause there were a bunch of re- there were a bunch of relaunches six months ago. So like the first couple Iron Fist issues of the oh, current run are on there, um, and I, I checked those out. The first X Men Gold uh, came out, so that was a you know that's a fun thing to 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 read and, and uh, you know I've you know because I've heard kind of mixed but more positive than negative on on that series. Uh, that Kingpin uh, series, there are a couple issues into it. That's right. So how's that yeah. been? Have you read that um, at all? I'm yeah, I'm really enjoying it. It's another it's sort of another um journalist as point of view character trope. Okay. Uh similar to the the Punisher thing like it's uh he the Kingpin wants to hire this lady to write his biography. Ah. Um well he's going to be that same guy's going to be running the new Punisher. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. Do you know when that's when that's starting? Because I I hadn't like seen anything about it. Uh, you know what? I would have to think it would be here soon, since they have started the new legacy numbering already. Mm-hmm. We're like really kind of kicking up. So Thor seven hundred came out this week. I'm trying to think of what else. Iron Fist leak before had its legacy numbering. So I don't think there's going to be any more new issues coming out. I would. I think so. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I just- I didn't know if they were taking a few months off of Punisher. That's a good I, question. I just haven't they seen. might have, yeah, they might have a, a week off or well, you know what? I don't know. I think I, it should be coming out here soon. I think I don't okay, know. Okay, well, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for it because the because the idea of the Punisher working for Shield uh, seems seems kind of kind of interesting because you know I it's no secret I like the Punisher interacting with the Marvel universe so. Um, well, and then the thing too, well, I, this is just, you know, we don't actually have to have this conversation, but because of the shooting in Las Vegas, Punisher got pushed back, which I'm not necessarily, I mean, I, I, I don't care. I mean, it kind of sucks. Right, right. I wish I could watch it now. But, um, you know, I think they probably wanted that book to really come out and kind of coincide with the show and all that stuff with the relaunch and the legacy. So. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, that could be. That so I was thinking really... it should be probably really soon. It should probably be, yeah. But. Okay, well I'll uh, yeah I'll I'll definitely keep my keep my eye out for it. Uh, or maybe it doesn't exist. Maybe you're just crazy because you're the I, only person I've heard so. talk about it. Well, as soon as I find it out, I'll, I'll check it out <laughs> here soon. I'll, I'll look it up right now. Or at least we'll okay. Well, then I'll talk about another book uh, that I read. Um, was do you remember? Had we had the Mister Oz reveal? The last time, yes, we did. Yeah, yeah, we, we did. did have the the Oz. Uh, well, Superman's kind of dealing with that that in Action Comics, and uh, it's still it's still pretty it's still pretty solid. Um, 
I'm kind of liking that it's not like Superman. I like it when comic book characters realize that they've been through stuff and that they've been deceived before. Like Superman makes it pretty clear. He's like, you know, whether you're my father or not, I'm, I don't agree with your methods, you know? Uh, but also I don't necessarily believe that you're my father. Like, uh, and it's kind of a, a cool little bit. He had, some, he had some run-ins with, uh, with, uh, with, with the, with the super son, Jonathan, with Jonathan, uh, ran into, ran into Jarrell in this most recent issue. And yeah, it's, it's still, uh, still lots of fun, still lots of, uh, chaos and everything. Um, and then, uh, and the regular Superman book also came out this week and, uh, it's, it's, uh, Lex, it was, it's kind of funny. <laughs> Apparently, um, you know how, you know how in Superman, is it Superman 2 or Superman 3, or maybe it's, it might even just be regular Superman, uh, Clark. the, the, the rate, well, the, the, like when, uh, when Lex Luthor does the thing that's like only one person with less than four legs can hear me on this frequency, you, you know, when he's <laughs> yeah, to threaten. Um, so so uh right now Lex Luthor has he's got his like super suit on and he's been fighting crime with Superman um around Metropolis and uh they uh the family is getting ready to kind of go out to dinner and uh and Clark and Jonathan both get like this message from from Lex that they're like you know come come to my you know come to Luthor Corp Right now, it's, you know, it's very important. And, uh, Lois is like, well, are, are you, so do you have to go? And he's like, no, it's family night. It's fine. Uh, they're like, she's like, really? He's like, yeah, he does that all the time. Like, he, last week he did that and it was just to show me his new armor upgrade. <laughs> like, like, he's, I, I, I just, I like that. I like the idea that he's just using it to just like constantly text message him or something. <laughs> and, uh, and, but what actually has happened is that Lex has gotten kidnapped by the apocalypse people to go rule apocalypse, and uh, some stuff happens that ends up having the whole the whole family, uh, Jonathan, Lois, and Clark, all get sent to uh, to apocalypse like in different places for some reason, uh, and so it's setting up for some some fun stuff. I'm noticing I'm noticing a lot more New Gods stuff because I'm not reading Green Lantern, but I think there's been New Gods stuff in Green Lantern too. Yeah, they just uh, wrapped up. Uh, yeah, so like with the High Father, they're like they're like yeah, this mir- this Mister Miracle book is a popular. Let's have everything else also have the New Gods stuff. Um, so I want to I want to give an update on my wife's reading of Mister Miracle. Ooh, she still doesn't get it. Uh, but she's gonna keep reading it. <laughs> like I'm kind of, I, I was like, I was like, okay, this this issue, this is gonna, this is gonna pull things together. You're gonna, and, and, she, and she's like, I, I don't get it. Kendall's wife, if you're listening, go to Wikipedia and enter in Mister Miracle. No matter what your husband says, <laughs> it will enrich your reading experience. Okay, I'll t- I'll tell her I'll tell her to read the Wikipedia article. Well, I don't think this particular issue really had too much, you know, you didn't need a whole lot of background, but it's uh we'll see and this is also something too that um Tom King talked about was um with this book, 
he basically eroded on just kind of the absurdity of things. It's like even like in today, it just it just doesn't feel right. Just waking up, I mean, obviously seeing he mentions like the president that we have, the things that are going on, like the United States getting hit by like five hurricanes in a row. It's like it just it doesn't seem right. And and Mr. Miracle's kind of trying to escape this world, but he can't because he's immortal. Mm-hmm. And then when he discusses or and he, he explains what dark side is means. And he said when someone says dark side is, it's like that's when you're having like a bad day. Like everything goes wrong once you wake up till you go to sleep. He's like dark side is just anti-life. It's just like the bad things in life. And he's like when you're having a bad day, you know, dark side is. And then so you start seeing that throughout the comic and then obviously he keeps getting pushed to where he wants to take his own life in the first issue. And with this one, he sees, you know, like bug and all this other crazy stuff go on. And then he just moves on to like paparazzi and all this other stuff. And mm-hmm. then he's getting called up to the high father. And so it's just, um, basically Tom King saying the world's kind of screwed up right now, or it just doesn't seem like it's real. Mm-hmm. And he's basically kind of showing that off in this sort that's, of book. That's really interesting. Cause like, when I when I read this, it's the tone. Even though I don't think that this is totally the intention, but appa- apparently it's a little bit the intention. The tone re- kind of reminds me of those first few issues of this last run of of the Jeff Lemire Moon Knight run, where you weren't sure if he was if he was oh, yeah, crazy yeah. and in an insane asylum, or if there actually was like other stuff going on. Like I I thought that was going to be because even like in the first issue, it kind of it kind of did a, a hard separation between the um like the the earth like the stuff that was going on in the real world where he's a celebrity or whatever and then the you know hearing you know getting visited in the middle of the night by people from apocalypse but then yeah. in the second issue it kind of established apocalypse is real like he's actually you know this is all actually happening but it's interesting that the intent was to kind of make it feel like some of that stuff wasn't real, which is, which is a real, yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of what I, I did get the sense from that. Although I feel yeah. like that, I feel like that's a little bit of a cop out if, if that he explained in an interview what dark side is, what dark side is means. Well, it, it basically that was how it was explained to him. Cause he was like, he was talking to some matter and he's like, I always thought dark side was pretty lame. He was basically just the DC Thanos and, and, like some, yeah, I think it was an editorial system. It's like, no, man. It's like Dark Side is like the worst of the worst. Like it's just the bad things about everything. And and, and kind of what I said before explains like, you know, it's the bad things that happen every single, you know, throughout the whole day. It's just, you know, just mm-hmm. a dark thing. And that's what he represents. That's, you know, and then mm-hmm. as you can. So, but it was. I always like, thought, I always thought Dark Side was just the guy that can punch Superman. Yeah. <laughs> So you see, it's like the anti-life equation, and so I guess there. that yeah, that's what it was. Well, that's the other thing is like he thinks they're thinking that Darkseid has already used the anti-life equation. That's that's a thing, right? In the in this yeah, in, so, one of the, yeah. in one of these issues, which yeah, I I don't know. Well, I'm I mean I'm really enjoying it. I'm I'm the right amount of confused. I think when I when I read it, and and it's the kind of thing I'll probably actually. Uh, not necessarily, I'm probably not going to read all 12 issues at once when they come out, but I probably will reread some of the, the early issues so that I really know what's going on. Yeah. And I think it'll read really, really well as a trade. 
I no, I totally agree. I do think yeah, we are the right kind of confused because I do think yeah, it's coming from his you know say like flawed perspective, um, especially for a lot of like those board panels. Um, yeah, I mean it's definitely pretty interesting. And I'm always I'm I'm you know what I know I don't really have that many opinions about the new gods, but I always thought Granny Goodness was kind of dumb. So it is kind of whack, isn't it? And and granted, my only my only the only time I've seen Granny Goodness was when she showed up in the Justice League cartoon, and I was I just I kind of felt like she was dumb. She's this like kind of goofy, not cool character amongst like otherwise cool, threatening characters, and uh, having her be. Why should I be scared of my grandmother? Why would you even want to put that thought in my mind? <laughs> yeah, but like having the, I feel like this kind of shows, this kind of demonstrated that she's, you know, evil and abusive to the people that she raises, you know, to the people that she raises, and uh, and and yeah, she's just like super. They do a good job of making her creepy in this, which, uh, I th- which probably is not the first time in history that she's ever been portrayed as creepy and evil because she's a bad guy, but, uh. But like in my perception of it in the Justice League, she seemed a little too, a little too, a little too light for for the the tone of the series at the time, and and so I'm glad that I'm. I always like it when a character that I otherwise don't really like uh, becomes likable. So yeah. uh, which uh, you know, like I said, after uh, Batman gets married to Catwoman. <laughs> If we'll see, it's gonna be that's gonna be a tall order for, to get me to like Catwoman. Oh. But I okay, we need to be okay. So there has to be a, a bat baby coming out of this. A bat baby? Yeah, I mean there has to be, right? I mean, what's like what's the best thing that could come out of like okay? So you're basically he's setting himself up to create the next Robin. He does not need. He does not need another. Another. This would be like Damien, but worse. Well, exactly. Oh. So, so no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you're gonna have Patrick Gleason draw him and write a story about him later in a few years. So here's. Also, so this is no. This is what I think will happen. I don't think that they will have a child. I think if they, there's oh, a possibility that she'll get pregnant, but I don't think she'll actually have the kid. Oh yeah, that's again. happening. This is this is my Miss Cleo prediction. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't. I, I do think I do think that there it does open the door for an Elseworlds tale where she did have a kid. Uh, but especially since we've already got Damien, I think that another kid would be really, really, really rehashing things. I mean, so I do mean, you think it'd basically be he'd be like Felicia, be like, "Hey Bruce, I'm gonna, I'm pregnant." And Bruce would be like, you're a woman. You can do whatever you want to do with your own body. And then, <laughs> and then Two-Face would like rob a bank and it would just be forgotten. They wouldn't talk about yeah. it anymore. <laughs> no, I don't think – I don't think she's going to get an abortion. <laughs> I would say – I would say probably – I mean it would not surprise me at all if she if she gets pregnant and then it turns out she's not pregnant or loses the baby or or – or she gets, or she actually, or she gets killed while she's pregnant, or something like that. Or Bruce is sterile from too many kicks in the. But groin. even, but even talking, even like as I'm sort of talking about that maybe happening, I I don't think that's going to happen because <laughs> we had a similar because we just had a similar story with Nightwing, 
and the oh, that's true. and the Bruce is a father thing is is already there's already a lot of unexplored potential with uh with Damien and I mean I know that I know that like DC editorial does things that don't make sense but like not I I just I don't feel like there's enough uh if if the idea is if Tom King's idea is that we've never had a married Batman a happily married Batman uh He's wanting to explore new territory, and I think that Batman as a father is something that they've that they've tried to explore with Damien. Okay, so if I was Tom King, if I was if I was greedy, and if I had that much say, I would totally um, shoehorn my own Bat character in there and create him, her, him or her doesn't matter. Um, I totally would. <laughs> It'd be a legacy marker. So. Like, it's like Scott Snyder creating what um, signal? Oh, oh, Duke. Yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot that he had a name other than Duke. Uh, yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Well, and that's another. That's thing. me being selfish. That'd that's be another thing. Is we don't. But well, I would say I would say if if there's a baby, it would be a girl. It would have to be a girl. Um. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that'd be pretty. That'd be that'd be kind of funny, like. Another boy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think, yeah. I think if there's a baby, it would have to be a girl, uh, for it to even like remotely be, like, okay. But yeah, I just, I don't, uh, yeah. Triplets. <laughs> no, no. I think, triplets. I think She's that new Octomom. No, I don't think there's gonna be. I don't think there's gonna be a baby involved. I think that that's. Especially that, again, that is it's short-sighted, Kendall. That's very short-sighted. You got to think about greed. Come on, it, how else are you gonna you gonna create a new bat, a bat pet? Look, first of all, Tom King has ar- already created Gotham Girl, so he already has a legacy marker. She's, she's lame. No, that's that's no, that's no Batman Junior. That's no Bruce the Third. Bruce whatever it is now. <laughs> Bruce Uh Yeah, I just I don't I don't see that. No, I think I think they'll. I do. I do think that they have the potential of doing that, like the family dynamic with with uh, with Bruce and Selena and uh, and Damien. Uh, but I, it's sort of to mirror to mirror what's going on with Superman. Uh, or or they might there might be or they might pick up a stray like uh, you know there might be a some cat girl that shows up. That see the thing is that Bruce becomes a helicopter parent, and then he he neglects his duty as Batman because he's watching over his child twenty four seven. So eventually, he has to uh, give his child up for adoption so he could focus on uh, restoring <laughs> Gotham. In fact, put his child up for adoption. <laughs> I don't see it. Just doesn't that? I I feel like that doesn't really. <laughs> It worked. That would work better as a retcon story because the only the only time that they do that kind of thing is so that they can reintroduce the character later when they're actually when they're not a baby. And the penguin stole him. Who cares? Like no come back. Like they could even like they could they could reveal that when you know the, the yeah that he had that the first time he had sex with Selena in the hush storyline, uh, that they. Uh, you know that she got pregnant and had a kid, and you know, hit and yeah, adoption or sent it sent him away or was 
kidnapped by pen, penguin presumed dead or who knows you know whatever and then show up but i just i just feel like again if the goal if the goal of the story is not to i i feel like i'm repeating myself too much but <laughs> if the goal of the story is not to rehash things uh i just yeah like the, the kid thing. okay mark my words we'll, we'll uh we'll put a pin on this for yeah, now yeah but, uh... yeah I'll be happy I'll, to bring it back up when it yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I've been wrong a lot lately, uh, but I think I think that uh, it could it has the potential to be interesting. It also like if it will also be interesting if Selena is written like you've read a I a little bit of the last few issues. Like, has she been written as just a a straight up protagonist? Oh, she has not been in the story at all. She hasn't. Like, she hasn't really. Well, well, I mean, I think she's been, say, an ally for Batman. Maybe I can't remember. She's not been a focus at all. She basically kind of pops in with this last mm-hmm. issue. So Bruce is kind of uh, is one of those things where um, the Joker can't laugh. Um, the only way he laughs is you know if Batman's dead or whatever. So the Riddler and the Joker are trying to kill each other so they can kill Batman. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Um, and it turns out, like, spoiler alert, um, the Riddler kills Kite Man's kid to get him to be, like, a double agent. And that throws Batman over the edge. Mm-hmm. So he like, takes a knife and, like, throws it at um, the Riddler with the intent to kill. And the Joker sticks his hand out and stops the knife. It goes right through his hand. And he, and he just starts cracking up. Or he just starts laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bruce freaks out, basically saying, like, you know, I'm I'm no better than them. I snapped today. You know, if I would have killed and all this other stuff, and who stopped me was the Joker from like going over the edge. So, so the Joker was right. All it took was one bad day. Yeah. So it was one of those things where he's like, and then Selena basically says, "Ask me again, Bruce." And he's like, "Watch, like you know what I'm saying. Ask me again." So he's like, "Will you marry me?" And she says, "Yes." And then it just cuts off. Mm. Yeah. So it was kind of a nice little ending. So they're like talking through the whole story about how his doubts and stuff. So mm-hmm. I was, I was being pessimistic, expecting her to say no. Yeah, I just, I guess, uh, I guess with because the thing that always bugs me with Catwoman is that sort of there's a there's a, a moral ambiguity to her that like she's how good or evil she is is just completely based on who's writing her. And, and what's convenient for the story. Like sometimes, sometimes they bring her in and yeah, she's just a straight up ally. Like she just does like in that, um, that Batman's suicide squad storyline where they went to Bane's Island. Yeah. Like she was just straight up doing whatever he asked her to do. And, but then like other times she just randomly betrays him or she's more, you, you know, she's more hardlined as a, as a, you know, as a villain and I've never really seen a portrayal of her where there's an arc to it. It just seems like it's kind of all over the place. Um, and, and that's not just true of Catwoman. It's also true of Elektra and Black Cat. Yeah. Um, and I actually used to like Black Cat, but I've read a lot of bad Black Cat stories lately. <laughs> like, you know, I kind of liked the idea of Black Cat just being like – like when she got pissed off at uh, – Oh, that's right. Doc she's like the head of the – gangster stuff right now isn't she yeah yeah i don't know how much they've how much they've done because she was in the she was in the silk book a lot well, um, i read the first two or three issues of venom and she's in that okay so she's, she's still 
she's still just like a straight up bad guy now, which I which I do yeah. like. I do like that she was specifically like you know, she was back and forth, back and forth, and then picked a side. Uh but then unfortunately she's been not in the main Spider Man book. Like she was in they did like a point one, point two, point three story with her, which those are those were bad. Yeah. Well she is one of my favorite most favorite costumes in comics. Mm-hmm. I like I like her costume. I like um I mean there have definitely been good black cat stories, but I do think it's sort of a it's sort of a trope. It's I guess it's that's like it's a femme fatale, right? That's that's yeah. what that trope is. Uh but like a a trope of 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 these love interests that are kind of bad guys, but the you know, the guys trying to make them not be bad guys. And it just I don't know, it it doesn't doesn't do it for me uh as well as other other things you know it's and it's the same way i like harley quinn better when the joker's not around when she's not defined by the joker because it's the same kind of like i don't know it's just our it feels it's very your handcuffed uh, character yeah and it, else. yeah and it just feels very it just feels very arbitrary how loyal they are versus like if you I think the goal, the thought of Catwoman is that she is a she's a cat burglar, she's a thief, but she has loyalty to Batman and loyalty to other people, uh, depending on the you know depending on the story. But she's the wild card. Yeah, uh, I. But it's not the written, Charlie Kelly of the group. The who? The Charlie Kelly. I don't know who that is. I. Okay, we got to do a recap on Rick and Morty. If you ever watched that, and we also have to talk about Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Kendall. I'm not a fan of Always Sunny. Wow, I watched a fair bit of it. They yell at each other too much. <laughs> well, yeah, you got a point there. If you're not into that, then like it's it's just like it's kind of a so it's nuanced, Kendall. <laughs> yeah, very nuanced. Very nuanced. Sure, sure. So the thing here's here's the thing. Like this is why Always Sunny. I don't enjoy like it's not even necessarily like I'm sh- I'm sure there's bad writing and bad humor in it because it's a stupid silly sitcom and so there's probably dumb stuff. Uh, but you see a lot of negative words in just one sentence. That was like a quadruple negative. <laughs> what? what? A lot of bias say? coming through already. <laughs> but I, I, well, you know, I mean, you know what I mean. Like, like it's like a lot of dumb, stupid stuff in a show. That's a dumb sitcom. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, like, like, uh, I'm trying to think of another example. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, even like something that, even like, you know, like I liked most of How I Met Your Mother. Uh, I didn't like the ending, but for the most part, I, I, I think How I Met Your Mother is a good, is a good comedy, but like it's, you know, it's stupid and silly and that's fine. Uh, but the thing that actually makes me not want to watch Always Sunny is the way that it's it's kind of structured more like a cartoon, like a like an old like almost like Looney Tunes or or something like that, <laughs> where they sort of like everything blows up in their every episode is like everything blows up in their face and they don't really resolve it before going on to the next episode. <laughs> and even when I was a little kid, that always really really bugged me when <laughs> when there was not that that continuity or that you know development. Um, you know, just so that it would, you know, cause it, so the episode can end on a joke and it's like, yeah. but, but then what, did, how did they, <laughs> you, know, you know, you didn't wrap up all these loose ends 
and then that so that on top of the fact that none of the characters are likable and and Charlie Day screeches at everybody else. <laughs> uh just yeah, it's not it's not for Makes me. me laugh thinking about it. No, it's fine. You make some good points. Rick and Morty, I am sometime going to sit down and watch it. It's just that uh I'm watching too much TV already. Stupid oh, yeah, TV shows. Stupid TV shows came back. Man, there's been a lot. I have started uh, watching the Orville though. Oh, it's it's been so good. Yeah, I've definitely been enjoying it quite a bit. We've got through the first, I think, two. I may have fallen asleep to the third-ish episode, but yeah, so far <laughs> it's been really good. The third one's the best one. Well, we were watching it kind of late last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I drifted off. Um, they've actually uh, this most recent episode um, moved more in the comedy direction. Uh, but it was actually it wasn't like Seth MacFarlane humor. Like it was actually, you know, leaning into the camp of the genre. And I don't even remember what happened in it. What, what episode was it? I remember I liked it a lot. Well, I was like surprised when Mockingbird was in the. I was like, oh, that's his wife from Agents of Shield. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wait, no this this last episode was like super dark. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was yes it was that super doesn't surprise dark. me. It was super dark. But also, like, um, well, it had some it had some funny stuff. They uh, they infiltrate uh, the uh, the krill ship, a uh, krill ship, and they find out that the krill's god, the, they're like a hyper religious society, and the krill's god is called Avis, and uh, which I guess is car insurance. I, oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Right. Like, and uh, and the <laughs> the uh, the helmsman that comes with them is just constantly making like car insurance jokes like instead of like they're supposed to be like praying to this god and he's like like a rental oh. car isn't it i th- see i thought it was a rental car but apparently yeah, a, apparently yeah. or, but he was saying it was insurance i mean i guess it's the future so yeah whatever, you know, right yeah uh but um you know like you know may our <laughs> you know may our claims be accepted you know <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh yeah it was it was uh yeah it was it was a pretty there, there was some, there was some good, some good. Uh, they're balancing, they're balancing the humor and the drama of it uh, pretty well. Um, and then also, like the other thing about this week's episode was it was very, like we watched. Oh, what did we watch? Uh, maybe it was Supergirl or one of the, it was one of the DC shows, and they did something that was like kind of terrible, kind of murdery. Uh, but like it was sort of portrayed as a as a like that was the that was the right thing to do, and you did this thing that, uh, you know, you you took this step that was not as evil, but it was still kind of murdery, and you're still portrayed as the protagonist here. And uh, but they did, you know, they literally did it in in Supergirl. It was either Supergirl or it was either Supergirl or Flash or Arrow. I think it was I'm thinking it was Supergirl but I can't remember what it was. But somebody murdered somebody. That's all I know. Um but uh yeah, I'm talking in too much vagaries now. I think we've been going too long. I'm my uh I'm talking in circles. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. But uh uh yeah, Supergirl and uh and Flash and Arrow and Legends have all uh come back. They were uh they're they're all pretty good. Um I'm I'm excited uh, for where they're going. Uh, yeah, and so Thor Ragnarok's right around the corner. 
It'll probably be it'll probably happen before we get on the uh, on this again next time. Oh yeah, it comes out at the beginning of November, doesn't it? Yeah. So. Yeah. So. And that's then gonna Justice be exciting. League will be soon after. Oh, all the movies. Yeah, it's picking up now. <laughs> Which is, I mean, I'm not going to complain really. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm. Yeah, I mean, it's. And if they're bad, then we won't. I won't see any more of them. Yeah, like, no, we just talk about them. I think. So I think, yeah, I think Thor, I mean, Thor, no matter how bad it is, I'm going to keep going to see Marvel Studios movies. Like, I, hear especially, got, I mean, I, don't, I didn't hear a whole lot about it, but I just did hear it's good. Yeah, and, well. At least they didn't let down the, the Marvel movie name. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's fine, as long as it's better than Guardians 2. <laughs> I did watch Pixels over the last weekend oh, for the first oh, time. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, it was like. Like a dollar ninety nine rental. I'm like, I got nothing to. I have a couple hours free. I'm like, sure, I'll try it. I'm like, yeah, Guardians is way better than this. I'm like, this wasn't bad. It was. It was kind of a fun. I haven't watched like a like a true Adam Sandler movie in a while, yeah. so I'm like, this was entertaining. That's. I am. I'm. I agree a hundred percent. Like, like the fact that that movie is thought of as being like one of the worst movies ever made is is so ridiculous. Like, it is just a. It is just a completely. Like solid two and a half star movie. Yeah, like, I mean it's like a Billy Madison. It's a Happy Gilmore. I'd watch it again. There's enough funny parts. I mean, of course he's gonna, you know, be the lead, get the love interest, and yeah, save the day. I mean, it's and it was. Uh, I haven't watched like a comedy that's aimed at a younger audience in a long time. So like the there there wasn't a lot of potty humor. It was mostly just kind of silly. Yeah, and I, I liked I liked that a lot, and yeah, and it was just completely inoffensive. Like it wasn't even like there wasn't. It was still fun with like Pac Man and like obviously yeah. them learning what they had to do. So yeah, it was. Uh, and like it wasn't like, there wasn't a lot of sexism and racism and no, this was like just a pure just like escapism. Like if if you played Atari or if you played Pac Man, which if you've lived. It's not like, you know, at least over 30, you had to have run into it. Right. At least understand it. Um, but I mean, like, Josh Gad's really funny. Um, gosh, I can only remember his name from, uh, Game of Thrones. Um, oh, Peter Dinklage. Yeah, but he was really good in it. Um, Michelle Moynihan was good. I mean, it was, uh, you know, it was, yeah. fun, it was a fun cast. Peter Dinklage's character was clearly based off of this, this, this guy that always shows up in, like, Vintage gaming uh, documentaries. I don't. I don't know. His oh, actual I name. totally understand it exactly. But he has like the hot sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's he was like the tight black jeans and the black shirt and mm-hmm. what was in that? Um, what is it? King or Sons King, of Kong? Or King, of, King Kong. of Kong. Yeah, that's that's where I know him from. But like he and he's shown up in other stuff and he's shown up in like I I watched some Netflix movie that was like a you know a vintage video gaming. Something I love or other those movie. documentaries. Those are a lot. Of, I, yeah, I just love that sort of yeah. stuff. But yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you went into it with an open mind and enjoyed it. I know. I'm sure I'll enjoy Thor. Honestly, I'm sure I'll enjoy Justice League. Uh, it. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure everyone else is going to hate it, but because it'll probably be like Batman v more Batman v Superman than Wonder Woman. But uh, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. I can be a contrarian. I'm yeah. And I mean no. No Superman in it, right? Or I'm sure there will be. I mean, oh, eventually. Hopefully, but... there'll be um, there'll be as much Steve Trevor as there is Wonder Woman. So you could probably expect that, if not more. <laughs> Steve Trevor's not even in, isn't even in it, is he? Oh, you wait. 
There'll probably be more Steve Trevor in it than there'll be Wonder Woman. Uh, one of the one of the advanced review things I I saw said that a lot of people are liking Flash. Good, which he's a likable uh, character. He seems like he should be in this one. Like he's not like a you know fully buttoned up forensic detective. Yeah, I'll be yeah I'll be interested I'll be interested in seeing well because the thing is I feel like a lot of people will go into it particular like wanting to hate Flash because it's not the guy from the show. Um, yeah, oh yeah, I see that too. Yeah, and uh, so it'll be it'll be interesting, especially if, you know if people actually enjoy him. I mean, he's a likable character. The Flash in general, in any incarnation, is a likable character. I mean, for for the most part, like he's you know he's the lighthearted oh, yeah. comedy relief character. Like people who don't, I mean, because also there's probably going to be a lot of people that see the the movie that don't see the show that haven't seen the show. Oh, I really wish we have a Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah. Well, he'll be around eventually. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, he'll. Yeah, he'll be. He'll be twenty twenty or whatever. But I just want to see a construct. Just like let that be a spoiler. Let that be like in one of the extra scenes in the credits. Mm-hmm. Like but also, John- I mean, we had a Green Lantern movie. I mean, I know it wasn't like the greatest ever. I was drunk when I saw it, so I, I don't have a good uh, memory of whether it was good or not. But. Uh, I'm sure it wasn't as bad as everybody said it was. Ooh, I don't even know if it's worth a rewatch, to tell you the truth. But, um, I mean... I'd rather watch Batman vs. Superman again. <laughs> well, well, but the thing is, we haven't had an Aquaman movie, and we haven't had a Flash movie, and we haven't had a... Well, I guess Cyborg doesn't really deserve his own movie, but, like, it, it is kind of cool that they're going a little bit a little bit deeper. Um, yeah, no, I'm all about uh, Aqu- Aquaman. And they said, too, that... Well, I guess Jason Momoa or whatever uh, said specifically that um, this is not King Arthur yet. He does not have the crown. This is you know before he's king, so it, it may not be the Aquaman that everyone's used to seeing. So he hasn't he hasn't pulled the sword from the stone yet. No, yeah, he may never. <laughs> Whatever they call him King Arthur, leaf. like I I remember re- one time I read. Uh, I was reading an Aquaman comic, and like the Atlanteans showed up, and they were like, "We want to speak to King Arthur." And I was like, and, and I thought that they were making a joke, like they, like they had read, you know, they had read Earth Earth storybooks, and that was what they thought Earth's history was, was that the leader was King Arthur. I was like, "No, actually, you mean Aquaman." I was like, "Oh, he has the same name," because people in comic books in 1920s or whatever were bad at. Giving people different names. <laughs> it's funny. I still maintain that I think it was super clever the Martha thing in Batman v Superman. I I thought that was the most one yeah. of the more clever things in that movie, and everybody gives it a hard time. So now with Justice League, is Zack Snyder still technically getting producing credits or directing credits? I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's still credited. I I don't know how much. Yeah, sure. I'm 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 not sure how much he was involved with it uh, directly. Uh, because it's because Joss Whedon took over and they did a bunch of reshoots, but it's also it's it's always kind of a bad sign when they do a bunch of reshoots. So no, did you see? See, I saw some like stills of some of the reshoots, and it's I mean, he's lightening everything up. Uh-huh. I mean, he's putting like the Marvel movie treatment to it, or the Joss Whedon movie well, treatment to it. Well, the problem, I mean, the problem with that is. Uh, Suicide Squad, they did the same thing. Like it was supposed to be a much darker movie, and then they, or maybe it was it was either supposed to be a lighter movie or a darker movie, and they did a bunch of reshoots, oh. and you could really tell 
Like this felt like two different movies. Yeah. It was just I mean, if nothing else, because Harley Quinn couldn't decide whether she wanted to have an accent or not. <laughs> oh my god, that movie was bad. Like <laughs> Yeah, like, Croc looked terrible. Um no one cares about Yeah. <sighs> but also, I mean also Just I keep mean, Trevor when you need him. As I said before, as I've said in the past, it had it had too many characters that I didn't care about and and uh and and sort of you know didn't didn't have a lot of good character de- didn't have a lot of good development and everything so it was really true to the source material. See, I like Jared Leto. I thought I I, I was entertained by his Joker. Oh, I'd like to see more I'm, of it. I'm a hundred percent on board with Jared Leto's Joker. I think actually like most of the individuals, if you'd have done it, if it had been a different movie, it would have been a lot better. Like I, I'm not a huge Harley Quinn fan, but I thought aside from the accent issue. She was fine. Yeah. Um, I actually didn't mind Killer Croc. Um, I look kind of funny. I, wish I always had more of a snout like a crocodile. Yeah. I'm not sure if well, – well, I mean everybody draws Killer Croc differently. So that might be the other thing. Also yeah. like like making him – I mean maybe it's – I don't know if it – I don't know if it's racist or not. Like, But like making him very clearly a black guy I thought was uh, – I always, I always kind of like it when – they take characters who are, especially characters who's who are racially ambiguous, anyway, and you know decide to establish them as they're th- you're this race, and you know, so, you know he's like I want BET. I mean I don't oh, know. Yeah, if, that was clearly yeah. I don't know if I don't know if uh, if that's racist or not. It might be a little bit racist, but uh, but also it it's. It's also representation, though. Like, could be a white guy appropriating um, black culture, (laughs) and wants to watch BET. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Uh, It's. It's not like. And I mean, but yeah. I mean, it was a bad movie. (laughs) Like, it was pretty much all over the place. Yeah. I mean, who cares about Chantress? Wasn't. Wasn't. uh, Wasn't. And then they like they even like no attention to detail. Wasn't uh, Captain Boomerang drinking a Guinness? Like he should be drinking like Fosters. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, he's Australian. He's not gonna. He's not gonna drink. He's not gonna drink German beer. Uh, and uh, like, yeah. I. I mean, it, but yeah. I mean, it could have been. Yeah, a lot of the. A lot of the characters were fine. Uh, I would. It's just a bad movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jer- Jared Leto is the. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, Jared Leto is the Joker. Like, he had interesting parts. His, that was actually his stuff was yeah. My my only my complaints about Jared Leto are that they either used him too much or too little. Like either he needed to be the main villain or they needed to use him less, just because he he was kind of it was kind of completely agree. Yeah, they, they didn't really know what they were doing with him. And then also uh, when he saves Harley at at the toward the end, he like gives her a parachute. I feel like my. My mindset of the Joker, Mark Hamill's Joker from the animated series, would mm-hmm. not have done that. He would have been like, "Sorry, oh, and, yeah. yeah, sorry, Toots," and then jumped off on his own. And uh, <laughs> good luck. Yeah, uh, I actually read. You know, speaking of things we read, we had Batman Day a few weeks ago, and I got uh, the um, Mad Love on on Comicsology. Okay. Uh, which I didn't realize is just a one issue story. I hate when DC does a trade yeah. of one issue, but um, that's okay. I only paid six dollars for it or something. Still one issue. Uh, 
but it was an oversized issue, which was really good, except for it was except for it was exactly the animated series episode, which was kind of uh, okay. Yeah, I think what you're talking about. Like, like it was it was like shot for shot, which kind of makes sense because it's the animated series creative team doing it. But like, I thought it was I thought one was an adaptation or something, but it was still you know it was good to good to sort of check that off of essential reading. I ended up reading um, Batman Dark Victory. Uh, that oh, yeah? Was, uh, that was the, a trade after Long Halloween. Yeah, sequel to Long Halloween. How was it? It was good. I, I've read it before, and I think I probably noticed you posting something about uh, uh, reading some Batman. And I decided to go down there and see what trades I had or what I kind of felt like reading through. I'm like, I don't think I've read this one in a long time. I picked it up from um, like Half Price Books uh-huh. probably a few years ago. And, uh, yeah, it was actually um, – I have been getting – I kind of get mad at my comic book store whenever they put the Tim Sale variant of the Batman covers in my pool because sometimes his art just uh, almost looks lazy. I just don't like it sometimes. <laughs> um, but in this story, it was great. I mean it was just uh, mm. um, definitely his unique style. Um, I don't even know how to describe it, but it was um, – and I just love how it drew Batman in some, yeah. some sort of senses, especially just – um, and night, I'm flipping through it now. It's just really good. Two Face uh, has that nice kind of like 1920s, 1930s type mm-hmm. vibe to it. Um, the Joker just looks god awful. I don't know <laughs> what he was thinking about with his like his teeth make up like 90 percent of his face. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, it was a bad decision. Um, I yeah, never. I never finished uh, Dark Victory. I I started it right after I read Long Halloween the first time, and I don't know if it was because because I used to not like Two Face. I used to really think Harvey Dent was an interesting character, but I always hated when it was sort of like how I used to always hate when Harley Quinn. You would start a story and she would actually be you know kind of Harley Quinn like an interesting quirky character and then she would always end up you the joker would always end up showing up uh i i kind of i kind of liked i liked in long halloween how most of the time he was he was just harvey dent or like in the dark knight like you know most of the time he's just harvey dent and then you know but then like inevitably he has to become two-faced so i think i was kind of mad about that when i started reading dark victory because as petty as i am now i used to be even more petty (laughs) Uh, but I've I've always wanted to revisit that because I I real I really like uh, Tim Sale's art and uh, most Jeff of the Loeb, Jeff Loeb yeah. stuff I've I've read has been excellent. So yeah, and really did um, did not take nearly as long as I thought it would to get through it. So mm-hmm. love trade reading. Yeah, yeah, and man, Long Halloween is so good. Yeah, that's something too. I actually got excited because I thought I had that down there, and I'm like, nope, I guess not. So. It's on my list. All right. Uh, I think uh, we've been going for about an hour and a half, so that's probably oh, nice. probably long enough. Um, I might listen back to it and cut some of the times when I repeated myself a bunch because I felt like I was repeating myself a little bit tonight. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm hungry, so that's probably why. That's cool. No big deal. <laughs> All right. Um, so, uh, yeah, until next time, keep reading those comics. Yeah, next time. Oh, 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 oh.